0: It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. is presented by CarParts.com. Check him out for all your mobile experience needs. It's as easy as that. You're mobile. You're on your phone. You're pulling up car parts. got your year, make and model. It's done.
1: Absolutely. Now, i tell you what, man. This is going to be a fun episode. Um, you know, if I go back in time. Oh, hell yeah. And I think automotive playground. You know, I grew up, you know, building cars and, and just scourging through all the junkyards salvage yards pickup parts however you want to call them and to me it was like a fantasy land you know it's like being a pirate and looking for buried treasure you never knew what you were gonna find you know and you're scouring you know smashed up minivans honda accords boring stuff looking for that little rare z28 set of coil springs or a dash pad that's not
0: cracked you know, some rare, fine,
1: emits just tons and tons of just stuff you just wish wasn't there.
0: You know? Yeah, man. Uh, I've actually got friends. Um, I was fortunate. My buddy ran a pull yard here in Denver, and for years, anytime there's a big black Mopar that came in, I was the guy. He would call me and be like, hey, you need another 440? Uh, who? What Mopar guy wouldn't answer that question with, of course I need another 440. <laughs> I've got 21 of them in the shop, but 22 can't hurt. That's right. So bring it on. <laughs> yeah, man. It, with, with all my cars there's no joke with all my cars and what I had in my my parts room at one point I had 27 440s Wow Wow <laughs> well
1: you know i had I had dreams you know 30 years ago of wouldn't it be great if it was just a salvage yard for all the cool stuff you know why do I gotta why do I gotta weed through all this you know mundane boring and and things that I don't want Where, where's just the cool stuff just row after row? of the bitchin', you know, muscle cars and, and everything that you would want to go with them. All the cool parts, the big brake kits, you know, the killer wheels, the good seats, the
0: motors, the powertrains, right? Yeah, but the good stuff was the the needle in the haystack, you know, because you had to sort of weed out all the people that would give up in an hour or two searching through the junkyard, you know, to find the gym. We, uh, we were, you know, we're go-getters. We were in there for a few hours at a time, or real early in the morning when things opened up. You got those first picks. Uh, yeah, man, you had to earn stripes in the uh, junkyard, just like playing on the junior varsity team uh, before you get to varsity. <laughs> had to earn stripes to get in there. Yeah,
1: but my stripes my stripes were going to every damn junkyard on the <laughs> east coast of Florida, through central Florida, like one after the other trying to find those parts, right? That that one fraction of a car that's left that's been picked apart. You know, and it was it was cool and it was an awesome experience and I still love every time I go to the salvage yard because it is, it's that, that it's am I around the corner? Could I discover something? Could I find something I wasn't even looking for? You know?
0: <laughs> you need better friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: well, I'm sorry. When I was, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20, I didn't know a lot of salvage yard buddies, you know, <laughs> that own their own uh, their own yard and could give me the inside scoop on my cell phone, but.
0: Hey, I- I'll tell you, man, it- it's it's one of those things when you think about what cars have been able to do in the last number of years and all this new power that, you know, all the cars have, you know, that really started, you know, a number of years ago and it and it's perfect now because Think about the perfect storm in that scenario. You got cars being mass produced that have massive power, and you got dumb dumbs with no seat time and high horsepower cars. They're going to buy them. (laughs) They got all the money in the world burning a hole in their pocket. They got no seat time. They're going to go buy these cars and absolutely crash them within the first 60 days of ownership.
1: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So, fast forward 30 years from my dream uh, to Cleveland Power and Performance. Uh, Our buddy Rick over there. And this is right the culmination of all these years of uh wishing and hoping and praying. Now there is a go-to place for nothing but the awesome stuff. The Hellcats, the Coyotes, the LSs. Yeah, they're getting into the GTRs. They're into the uh, fast, the furious, you know, the cool, the high horsepower. Like I said, the big brakes, the killer wheels, and it's that's all they have. You know, and they know yeah, it man. inside and out, which is great because they've taken that concept. To another level I never even thought about, right? They know they know every one of these powertrains, and you know how complicated they are. That's why a lot of us, you know, might go and do a, a crate motor from from GM or from Ford or whatever, because you can get, you know, standalone. You can thrift it out, and you can get just the bare bones enough to plug it in and get it to run. Well, these guys know how to use and utilize and leverage all that other cool stuff, you know, yeah. backup sensors, heated seats, you know, all the privileges that. You know, super cool that you're trying to add back on later. Well, they know how it all works. They know how it all interfaces, and they can help you kind of put together sort of your sweet dream mobile.
0: Hey, and Rick's no punk, man. Him and those boys, they eat, live, breathe, build, race, crash, rebuild. They're no joke, man. They're no slouches. They're all car guys, and we're going to have them on the podcast. We'll take a quick break, bring them on, show you the heat, and all the fun stuff that you guys can now get your. Well, your claws on. Back in just a minute on the Two Guys Garage podcast, Kevin Bird and Willie B. It is the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And man, it's presented by carparts.com. We thank him for it. You got to check this out. I don't know my man Bird has. Hey, man. Talking about
1: savings and making it easy all in one go. That's what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, man, get parts dropped right to your garage door, shop door, back door, whatever. And you know that's for most of us to have the luxury of having to order parts. I guess, I guess when you own, you know, your own yard, and there's millions of cars out there getting crashed, mopped up, stacked up, piled up, uh, and you just buying what you want out of that, harvesting the parts that you need. You don't have to worry about that too often. Hey, Rick, um, welcome to the two guys garage podcast. Uh, man, it's great to have you on. He's great friends with both of us. This ought to be a really fun podcast, Cleveland power and performance. You got to give the story of how you created this sort of business model. Cause this is right out of the streets. This is great. This needs to be a movie.
2: (laughs) Kevin Willie. Thanks for having me. As always, always great talking to you guys. So yeah, my dad bought this place in the eighties and, uh, my dad had no car now. no, literally. I mean, my dad always had cool cars. You know, he grew up with a 57 Chevy, because that just was a beater back in the day. But uh, he was a union electrician, um, basically went in one day to run for union president. I was about five at the time. Said he lost, you know, a rigged election in air quotes. I have no idea if it's rigged or not. Him coming home, telling mom, you know, I don't really remember what he said, but he bought this junkyard. But I remember mom just like phone books and stuff like the old, those big old phone books, like ripping off the wall and stuff. She was mad. So I was the youngest (laughs) of five kids. And, you know, we were struggling and my dad went from whatever, having a steady job to getting mad. He's Italian. So I had the Italian anger decide that day he quit, walked out of the union, went and bought a junkyard. Like the jokes from back in the day was my dad literally, he was a handyman. Like he could fix stuff like car wise. He couldn't pull a transmission or do any of that stuff. So uh, he bought a junkyard. And then uh, when he bought the place back in the 80s, like I'm talking like it was literally a dump for the city of Cleveland. So they would dump tires, waste here back in the 50s, 60s, because we're about 30 minutes outside of Cleveland. So uh, it was just years and years of cleaning up. I don't think we had running water or plumbing here until probably like mid-90s. We didn't have any indoor buildings. Everything was outside. And then in the early 2000s, we were starting to build cars. And I was, you know, whatever, 19 or so. And those '98 O2 Ram Air LS convertibles were huge.
0: Oh, yeah. Just,
2: I loved them. So I built one, you know, I'm 19. was in shape, had some hair still. Thought I was a good dude. So the rule back in the day was in Ohio, you couldn't take salvage cars out and drive them until they're inspected by the Ohio Patrol. My parents, think God, for cell phones went on, I don't know, some cruise or something. They're out of the country for like five, seven days. The second they left town, I went back in, got the car out of their house. But my dad, for me, put in his house, I couldn't drive the car. Well, of course, you know, you know how to get in out of your parents' house. I mean, come on there, your parents. (laughs) You know, go out, have a sweet day at college. I'm bringing back to work. Someone goes left to center, side swipes the car. I mean, just totals it. It's done. Luckily, I was unhurt, but the car was destroyed. So I had about four or five days to basically, I have at that point, pretty much a, for lack of words, uninsured, basically unregistered car so ls's were huge it's probably whatever 99 2000 so we had uh, literally i parted the car out in about the span of the day my bike just ripped the car parts on a weekend up here um we had like the shop was close so i came and took the car apart it had parts everywhere was old school days you had to go to walmart like the wind up camera you would uh take pictures go to the computer lab put parts on so we parted this car on like five days. We were shipping with Greyhound. I had no idea what we were doing. Like literally shipping like whatever drive shift, rear axle on a Greyhound bus. So my dad comes back five days later and there's like the notice from the highway patrol and all stuff. Hey, you missed your inspection. Your kid got in trouble. Your car got totaled. My dad, you know, big dude, he was about ready to beat me. And I was like, hey, I owe you this much for the car. Here's your money. Here's some extra. And he was like, ah, maybe not so bad. So me inadvertently, like ever getting a little rest. Parting a car out and lo and behold, that's how we switched into this transition.
0: Hey, which one of your buddies bought the LS? <laughs> I actually
2: sold the LS. I couldn't even sell it to a buddy. All my buddies wanted it. I was broke. I owed so much money. The highest bidder got it. I think it went I actually think it went to Colorado But uh it was all my friends wanted stuff and it was funny. I was like, No, 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 you guys can get like natty lights or whatever the time. Like we're getting no car parts out of
0: this. Yeah, yeah you get, I'm getting paid.
1: <laughs> yeah. So once you realize that Tearing your car apart and selling it piece by piece was probably more valuable than the car itself. That just got the gears turning, huh?
2: And it was crazy because at the time, like, because I reached out to insurance and the car, like, they would basically cover for like fire, theft, accident, it was like a full insured car. And this was whatever, 99 2000. I bought the car back for $2,800. So I had to like get it out of like whatever weird hold. Think about that nowadays. You could still cannot buy a Wreck 99 Trans Am for $2,800. I bought it back in whatever 2000 (laughs) for $2,800. So it was crazy to get it back through like this hold and stuff. And nowadays i would pay $2,800 all day long for a Ram air convertible.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Car just killed it in parts. I mean, absolutely killed it. Time LSs were huge money. Leather seats were huge money. Tail lights, the whole nine yards. It was funny. We parted the car down to, I didn't know any better. We were like selling like fender bolts, clips, like stuff nowadays you just throw out, no one wants to pay for it. But like we parted the car down to a bone. Hey,
0: and how much do you think you made on all those parts and the, the whole parting out of it?
2: Oh, it was crazy because at the time, I think like, and this was like pre doing turnkey pals. I think we got like seven grandish ish for the motor trans because they're like brand new. Doing those parts, we probably got 25 grand. And I had literally like in terms of paint doing the cars, my first car I put back together, cars are wrecked bad. I probably got 25 grand back in parts. I bet you I didn't have $7,500 into that car. So it killed it. It was the early days, way before the LS world blew up and no one was doing it. So it was, yeah, it absolutely killed it.
0: Dude, That's a hell of a precedent to set for sure.
1: So how long did it take, you know, your dad kind of wound down on, you know, getting ready to beat you up there for, you know, doing the wrong Mm -hmm. things there, but uh, you turned it around pretty quick. How long did it take, uh, you know, a, not getting you in trouble, so that, that sounded pretty quick, but B, <laughs> then kind of taking the yard from traditional salvage yard to, you know, what you guys are doing now.
2: Yeah. So, like, obviously, it's my dad. I love my dad. Everyone knows my dad is, like, a gift of gab, like, the most exaggerated, like, stories, like, everyone says I do, compared to him and I have been in the hemisphere. The like, man's professional exaggerator. So, like, <laughs> he still has this old school business he's been running since, whatever, 86 to 2000, and it's very set in his ways. It's becoming very Profitable. It's very prosperous. We have new buildings going up. We have plumbing. We have toilets. Like, I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but we've been outside for 15 years. It's nice to have heating. <laughs> yeah. So I'm over here, you know, being the a hole son, trying to basically run my own little business out of his business. Of course, you know, hey, you kind of like your kids. You're like, yeah, my kid kind of sucks. I want to smack him. So we're clashing a lot because I'm trying to run like this own little business within his business. So the story goes, I'm sitting right there. It's one of the favorite stories in here. We're on the, he's on the phone, one of his local shops, he used to buy whatever everyday parts. And this was the first car we bought online. I bought it out of Pittsburgh. And it was like when Copart was still barely becoming, like online was still new. And, you know, he is MFing me like off the phone, like to the point where he's going to beat me like Goodfellow style with the phone. Like he's just going off on me. He picks the phone back up. He finds out he's buy his car in Pittsburgh. So that's why he's so mad. Tells the guy on the phone, you know what? We're bringing cars in from all over. We just bought one from Pittsburgh. I'm so happy. You know, we're doing this new stuff. The man literally three seconds before is literally screaming at me into oblivion. Picks the phone up, goes right into a story about how we tow cars in from all these states, have all this different stuff. So, money helps. Money always helps grease the uh
0: (laughs) the wheels of success.
1: Yeah, yes. Oh man. So so nowadays uh, this thing is up and full speed. Uh, I had to go down there and check it out for myself. So I went down. I don't know what was it six months ago. uh, Just checked the place out. I got the full tour, and it is, dude. It is the candy aisle one after another after another. You can just go down this aisle and it's nothing but, you know, SRT seats, Recaro seats, more awesome seats, anything you want to build cool, they got killer seats for, they got rows and rows of big brakes, they got the good wheels, and they got the powertrains lined up, stacked up, and uh, not just the engine, they got engine trans, controllers, modules, they got everything you need, steering column, fuel system, so you can literally walk up to a pallet and whatever it is, a Hellcat, Coyote, and turn the key, fire the thing up, everything runs, no codes, and you've got all the goods you need to start transplanting that into your sort of dream car. Uh, it is, it is cool.
0: Yeah, yeah man. I, I think you're understating. I think you're understating the the pallet aspect of it. A lot of people don't realize when we say pallet, you're not just getting an engine and a transmission and a few parts. You're getting a pallet of wood where it's got uh, what used to be a steering wheel, uh, maybe it's still there, but you turn the ignition key and it fires the entire mechanism up. The engine, the transmission, everything is sitting there running in front of you, you know? You can see it, you know, going in and moving coolant. You can see everything running there. You can put a tune on it, you can put uh, upgraded goodies on it, and he's really taken that sort of business model and twisted it in the performance world. So if you're looking to either have a car built, which is fantastic, or Get a drivetrain for a car. I just, you know, I got an email today stating uh, my package from Cleveland Power and Performance is showing up at my house on Thursday between noon and 4. Because I'm doing a, uh, there's a cop out here with cancer. And me and some friends are doing a restoration on his car for, for nothing just to help him and his family out. And that's the first place I went. Cleveland Power and Performance said, Hey, man, what do you got? He's like, I got this hot LS3. Uh, give you a moment to build it, and we'll uh, get it that direction. So he really can't help with any sort of application model. Uh, if you can dream it, he could help build it.
1: Well, then you know you have everything to make that car run, everything it's looking for, right? Again, with all the different yeah. modules and harnesses, you know, the throttle pedals, you name it, you have it all. It runs. You know when you put it in, that's it, right? And if you want to strip off things, you know as soon as you strip something off and it doesn't work you know exactly what it was and that's what these (laughs) guys really specialize in too they can kind of help you with well i want these features on a on a modern car but i don't want these features on a modern car and they kind of help pick what year what model uh you know that's going to get you as close as possible to what you're trying to achieve and that's that's really really cool and it's kind of new in a sense that uh you know if you go back number of years there's plenty of uh, let's say cars where they took a, a newer Mustang, just complete kind of cut off and then stuck a body on top. And, you know, it's sort of a merger of old and new. Uh, but this way you can take just the goodies, just the bits and put them into your complete build the way you want it and still get all of those modern features, uh, which is pretty neat. Cause otherwise it's kind of a pain in the butt to get, you know, uh, whether it's your start button, your, your Your key fobs, your heated seats, you know, you name it. Uh, If you can get it from the factory all integrated, it just makes it a whole lot easier, especially if you know how it works.
0: Because I'm not surprised you're not the biggest shop in the world, man. To me, that is a business model everybody wants in on. So you guys probably looking for people to hire every minute of the day, right? Oh, yeah.
2: We're always. I mean, I got ads out right now. I actually have a guy flying in from Iowa State tomorrow. We're paying to fly a guy in Iowa State paying to put him up at a hotel and I have I'll vet the people before they come up, but yeah, I literally have a guy we're flying in tomorrow out of state who's gonna be here for the next two days working on the floor. If everything works out, he will be hired and we'll be paying to move him in. <laughs> That's how I, I'll hire local <laughs> people, but I'm literally to where I'm out of state trying to hire people in. So
0: So you know you got something
1: good. Well these guys these these guys don't stop cranking up the bar. That's why it always kind of blows me away because he's already made the the salvage yard dream but uh, these guys are builders, right? Well, he mentioned it earlier. They're, they're builders and their level of craftsmanship, I mean, it's top game. So they've got their own built shop. They've got a new upholstery shop. They got almost everything they need, paint shop, to build some of the most high-end cars you could imagine with the knowledge that they have of all these vehicles, every nut, bolt, module, control, wire harness, clip, you name it. So now you marry this insano craftsmanship with the knowledge base of all these modern muscle ins and outs and you've got top dog you got winner status right there so why don't we take a quick break and when we come back uh let's talk a little bit about some of your builds that you're leveraging all of this uh background knowledge and parts and and warehouses of goodies and you've got one going to SEMA, and i'm really interested to kind of get some scoop on that one so Willie, take us out, man. Let's have a break and come back in and get some more skin.
0: Amen to that, man. We'll get more with Rick, Cleveland Power and Performance. Go find it online. Their Facebook page is fantastic to follow as well. Every time they get something really cool, they'll post it up on there, Cleveland Power and Performance. It is the Two Guys Garage podcast. Kevin Bird, Willie B, and we're back after the break. It is the Two Guys Rides Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. It's presented by CarParts.com. It's easy, you guys. They got a great mobile experience. It's intuitive. You you can navigate it within like 60 seconds, you find your part. You're making <laughs> mono. If you know that, which you should, right? You got you got your part. Drops right to your door. All right, man. Fired up. We have our boy Rick Cleveland. Power and performance is what we're talking about. And imagine it wasn't that long ago that we were all surprised, right? I believe for me. It was really – actually, it was probably the Hellcat surprise a lot of people. I don't think even Bird was surprised uh, that, that a manufacturer would come to the table with 700-plus horsepower. You're like, well, what the hell just happened? That up the bar. And then you saw everybody catch up, right? Everybody's offering 600-plus, you know, inching up to that 700, and then the bar gets moved a little bit. Now uh, every manufacturer has something 700, 800, whatever. Now that had to be like, you know – predictions foreshadowing of your future because you know people are going to buy those cars that have no business buying those cars because they're going to end up wrecked and the more they build the more you get to buy harvest and make dreams come true on the hot rodder muscle car guy side of things
2: yeah for sure and like when the Hellcats came out like we've been buying a ton of them off the top of my head i think we've done like 140 ish or so we post them on social media because people love just to see it's like rubber neck drive on the yeah. highway past there <laughs> We had one Hellcat come in, I think at 18 miles on as in like one eight and it was flipped over. So you figure when you leave the dealership, the cars probably got, I don't know, six to nine, 10 miles on it. And it wasn't like it just did a fender bender. The cars rolled over pancake flat. So like you have to leave the dealership, absolutely just open it up. And then like, I guess, and most times we not get back. So apparently he got on and was all right. So like. You walk back to the dealership, turn your keys in. Like, hey, this car I bought—it kind of stinks. All the windows are broke. I mean, <laughs> I'm not really interested
1: in that one, anyways. Uh. Right, yeah. right. I, I'm glad that was a test drive. Yeah. <laughs> How about that minivan over there? That's probably more my style. My yeah, speed.
0: you're right about the Hellcats. They generate so much wheel speed, they get out from underneath you really, really fast. Um, it, it's a surprisingly, oh, yeah. shockingly fast car if you're not comfortable in that driving scenario. Uh, now, add on top of it—you know—all these other manufacturers with boosted LS. Um, you know, LSAs, everything from Cadillac to, you know, these blown Camaros that you and I have had conversations on my radio show about, you know, some of the Z L one performance packages. uh there's just a lot of options out there, and you guys have been buying them up, not just in the Hellcat version, but all across the board, right?
2: Oh yeah, for sure. We'll do the big three, which is obviously GM Ford Mopar, but we'll do we'll do nissan we'll do gtrs we'll do um i mean flagbirds. we'll do all sorts of diesels and if someone just has a request for flagbirds, maybe something odd we did a neon srt4 pal for a guy in uh, new zealand <laughs> you know it wasn't something we normally stock but guy wanted it set it up for him took the car park shipped it over so um yeah we'll do all sorts of that stuff it's not just limited to the big three but for the stock part for what we usually have in here consistently it's the big three but we'll do whatever yes.
0: Hey, and another great resource you provide for people that don't know, if if you have a car, because I had a car that was in a fire – and then so you could have a car that's crashed or, you know, you go out one morning and somebody's drugged their car down the side of it. So you're looking for, you know, you're looking for front fender, a door, a rear quarter, things like that, right? A hood, maybe a trunk, a rear valance, front nose going, Where do you find that stuff that you can find factory colors with? Man, I'm telling you, he's a great resource. I reached out to him. Uh, one of my cars was in my house fire and I needed all kinds of panels, glass, molding, seals, um, interior parts. And he's like, well, it just so happens I got three or four of them. Let me go look, put a list together. How many do you want? Yeah, you're <laughs> such a great resource for everything that the the modern hot rotter muscle car guy or builder is truly looking for.
2: Yeah, and some of that stuff right now is, like, backward. Like, there might be something, like, hypothetically, say you're, like, A-pillars or just some little dink and dunk trim stuff that, you know, with all this parts of going, when might not be able to get it right now. So your car, like, might be held up on some stuff that, you know, two years ago was very easy to get. When well, all of a sudden you can't fix your car, you can't get back on the road. So, like, there's stuff like that that we'll go, because we, we ship everywhere. Like, I feel like no one in Ohio even knows who we are. We ship everything. It's like all we do is have FedEx boxes right. and crates going out of here. So, yeah, we'll get all <laughs> that stuff. What's cool is a lot of the companies, you know, because we're not a big corporation, we're individually owned, we'll go look for small parts for people. And, like, we're not opposed to, you know, if it's a $20 part or $20,000 part, we'll work with whatever the parameters of what people need. Because I understand when you're building these cars, you need something you need that part. Like, that's what you need to get your car done. So we'll go, if we got it, we'll gladly, gladly get rid of it.
1: Well, tell us a little bit about some of your builds, man. Cause that's where, you know, I went from being impressed to being blown away, coming down and check you guys out. I mean, your reverence, I mean, that thing has been in just about every, you know, magazine, social media everywhere. I mean, that thing is just downright badass and cool. Now you ended up selling that one at uh, auction here recently, right?
2: Yeah, and um, I'll leave the guy's name out. It's crazy. So we sold Reverence, and he, as of right now, is trying to part Reverence. He wants to build molds off of that car. So that crazy car we built, there is a pretty good chance he's parting that. Um, Never would have thought that, but if you got that kind of money. So um, I don't know what he's really doing. I know where it's sitting right now. It's still sitting out on the West Coast. But, uh, yeah, we put our heart and soul in that car. That car was in um, every magazine. It was uh, calendars of PBG – Snap on, um, it was in hot rod. Look it up
1: 1969 Charger Hellcat, all customed out. Man, that thing is
0: so dope! 69 Charger, y'all. 69 Charger, just kidding. 69 Charger. Who makes that? That'd be Dodge, Dodge Charger, 1969. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We
2: were proud of ourselves too. When we took that car out to SEMA in 2018, um, we were still kind of an unknown at the time, and um, there was you know the the normal, whatever. The normal high school chatter about, you know, junkyard can't build a car to that level. And uh, when we came out there, we were the first, you know, with the Hellcat automatic transmission running, driving, stopping, code free. Like we weren't running a GM 4L80 behind it. We were out with that way before any modules, kits, harnesses were out. We just wired the whole thing up. We had a great crew here and, you know, we just put a ton of R&D time in the thing. We actually had a stand set up off to the side of the car where the car was getting built. That we literally just went through wire by wire and R and D how to basically make this thing run into a 69 charger because of these LS kits they're awesome you can build it, use all the turnkey powder you can get an aftermarket you know kit you can get you know there's so many aftermarket kits out there we had no kit for it so we were writing our own book on doing the build and when I do our builds like our own personal SEMA builds I love for lack of a better, just doing stuff completely out of left field or stuff that isn't totally done. And I want it all to be done in-house. Body, paint, fab, upholstery, it's all in-house. Um, when you sub stuff out, there's always, you know, loss of whatever, communication, loss of quality. So I am real, real bad about keeping, almost the fault to keeping stuff in-house.
1: Yeah. And if I if I got it right, I mean, this thing was knocking on the door at half a
2: mil? <laughs> yeah. So we sold it during the pandemic, just to keep some things going, but just under 400 on it. So
1: wow. Um. So that, yeah. that tells you the kind of build these guys are doing. Now, tell us about is coming up, and we're getting fired up. Willie's got his SEMA build, and, uh, man, I'm so excited for him. I'm so excited for the build. I can't wait to see this thing finished out. But uh, I know he's struggling because, you know, stuff is just not available right now. It's hard to get labor. It's hard to get parts. It's hard to get just about anything, man. So tell us about Nika. Uh, so this is a 79 uh, Coyote-powered Full-on custom Bronco. So you've got a donor, you know, modern muscle of sorts. Uh, give us some more skinny on this thing, man. Where did it come about yeah. and where is it headed?
2: Yeah, so crazy. So this Bronco is named after, I know, really weird. So we're working on a local dog shelter that does a bunch of dog stuff. And our shop dog for the last 11 years ended up just getting old and dying. So uh, we named this year's upcoming SEMA build after our shop dog. Weird and most people don't do that, but yeah, the shop dog was like an employee, so everyone hey, loved man. her. So
1: those are our buddies, you know, that's family, dude. <laughs> Yeah,
2: I know. So um our shop
0: Hey, you never heard of a shop cat, <laughs> have you? No. So our
2: shop dog trucks, <laughs> after her, we're helping, we're doing a bunch of this local shelter to help get them going. So this Bronco is uh, we're working with KW, which is uh the parent company to Bell Suspension. So uh going into SEMA twenty twenty, we got a really good rapport with them. They were like, Hey, let's we were doing a fifty-six Viper truck. Let's bring us out to SEMA 2020. We're like, hey, after final reverence, I felt like, you know, you know you're know, you kind of like that unknown band. The The album goes multi-platinum. It blows up. It does phenomenal. The car should have done it, but it's like, I don't want to rush this truck to SEMA 2020. We're going to have to pass on SEMA 2020. And they're like, well, what else could you do? I'm like, well, I've got this Bronco here. The Broncos getting unveiled with Ford. Let's start doing the Bronco. It'll be a little bit of a, you know, quicker build, not, a, you know, air close quicker build. SEMA got canceled mm-hmm. last year, um, so I'm like, you know, let's just go in this thing and just take this thing over the top. So all of our frames built in-house. Um, we're running, so for everyone not familiar, the original Bronco has leaf springs in the front, leaf springs in the rear. We built our own frame in-house. All of our exhaust is piped through our frame. Um, we eliminated all the leaf springs, so we're running a coil over 7 in the back from Belltech, and then our front suspension is in a basically independent front suspension where it has a carrier and axle shafts coming out. But also in the middle of the Bronco, on the inside, it's all the modern navigation, heated seats, cooled seats. You can walk up to a remote start it. Um, Basically, those old trucks, you know, if you're going to drive those things, you know, they beat your body up. This thing's going to run like a modern F-150, have all the amenities of modern F-150, but look like an old school Bronco. And when we do that stuff, I always love to showcase our upholstery team, our engine building team, our paint body, you know, whatever. So our hood is basically all you know, I'm sorry, all cold air coming through the hoods so we'll build a complete custom hood for it. that hood's done right now with the airbox all that stuff's done in-house all of our exhaust is from cook's but we'll they'll give us our headers they're not a sponsor on it but all of our exhaust is literally three inch straight pipe running back through the frame tucked up all in there, running through it's not just a you know a f- exhaust hanging low on it all of our interior is completely you know custom hand stitched French seam everything, roll bars the whole nine yards, because you want this thing to basically be a one-off truck. And I'm really particular about our stuff we do, our paints, our custom one-off paint. Nothing off it is what you can go get off a shelf. Then so cycling back to the junkyard stuff, you know, we're looking at our door mirrors from this F-150. they kind of big and cumbersome. They don't look that good, but the whole truck is built off an F-150. Yeah, I don't like mismatch. Let's go up to this part shelf, kind of start, you know, looking what we got up here. The modern 20 up Silverado mirrors have like almost like a little puddle light in the front. I guess your spawn deer, which who's doing that? They're modern trucks. But so you have a much smaller, sleeker mirror. So let's switch this mirror style, this modern 20 Silverado. While we're doing it, you know, these window regulators kind of don't like what we do, let's switch the whole door guts to Silverado stuff. But well, we can go up there on the shelf and grab all these Silverado parts we have, fabricate the door, put it all in there and do that. And there's no parts delay, no time delay, no anything. So we're just going up in the warehouse. So you' of a 79 Bronco on a complete F-150. It's running Silverado door guts, Silverado door mirrors, Silverado window regulators within there. And Once it's a car to show, no one ever knows what you're running or what's in there. But on our part, it's way easier to go get the parts off a of shelf, measure stuff out, build around and work with it.
0: I yeah, mean, you think about that, being able to harvest parts like off a off of shelf or something like that. And you can see how, like, if you got a dash and you need 51 inches for a dash and you're out there measuring and, you know, this dash is 48 inches, but you have one from a different vehicle with all the new amenities, gauges, and data that you needed, you know, provided uh, for a driving experience, and it's 50 and a half inches or 51 inches on the T. Man, that's, that's such an easier way to build it than trying to... Get everything to fit, you know, with the other spaces available. You're just guessing. The tighter, the better.
1: Yeah, you're looking at pictures on the internet and going, man, would that fit? I have no idea. You know, like (laughs) these guys, it was incredible walking through rows because, like you said, they've got stacks and stacks. Like you could walk in there with nothing, maybe a stack of cash. You could walk out and build yourself whatever (laughs) wild, crazy dream machine uh, you could imagine. Uh, It's such an unfair advantage. I'm I'm really kind of angry. You know, like there's I'm no jealous. way any of us can compete with that, no. <laughs> right? Yeah, no doubt. I'm like happy, angry. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We're running six piston Hellcat brakes on it just because we do Hellcat everything. It's like, well, how do you incorporate a little more advertising? These F-150 brakes are kind of eh. The new Mustangs, you know, those 15 to 21 Coyotes are kind of eh. So let's go do it. We add our own machine shop. Let's turn these hubs out. Let's bring these face in. Let's face this down. Let's build a bracket so it's running factory Hellcat brakes on our '79 Bronco That's because awesome. we have all the stuff here. We have the machines to do it, and you don't get you know if you go buy brakes, you go get a big six piston two piece rotor set from any of these big manufacturers. You're spending a ton of money.
0: I, I just bought one for my SEMA build. Thanks, Rick. Rub it in. Rub it in. Ow, <laughs> <laughs> you got my number, we talk all the time. Why don't you hit me up? <laughs> I got I know, crates man. going out to you all the time. I know, I know. <laughs> I I feel you know, you're such a great resource, man. You know, you don't want to wear out. You're welcome, but I do hit him up all the time because he he really is that. You guys, like if you're in need of anything, whether it's interior, whether it's something engine wise, how to get everything to communicate and talk to one another, um transmission, wheels, brakes, this guy is such an incredible resource, just a great source of knowledge, and, and he's always there to help, man. He really is always down to, to help you out and help advance your build. Don't
1: be
2: shy, Willie. You can drunk dial me at night for parts. Don't you worry about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. You know, so far you make it sound so easy. Uh, you know, you got all these things on the shelf. You know, you could just build just about anything, but there's clearly got to be some things that you need to source – uh how how is that all looking are you are you right on track for delivery at sema are you sweating at at all i'm sure willie
2: could chime in on this that sema crunch is a real (laughs) thing and anyone that's been a part of it unless your car is done for 2020 sema crunch is a super real thing and it stresses everyone out it's terrible and this year everyone can chime in on this who's on you know listening to this podcast you can't get parts. It's crazy because it could be something as simple as we have a 68 Camaro in here for a washer bottle. The car had a bunch of stuff done, it? but it needs a washer bottle pump for a 68 Camaro. It's not some crazy custom thing. It's been out for a week or two. Um, our good friends at Automel Direct, we're doing a crazy, like just crazy awesome front clip for a, our SEMA next year 69 Charger. I haven't even brought that one out yet. Um, it's a we're building this crazy front clip for this car. And Automel Direct, our good friends, they know that their hood's around order forever, too. They're working. Everyone's in the same boat, and you can't get this stuff. And it doesn't matter between suspension, sheet metal, whatever, dink and dunk parts. We're all in this together, and there's no parts anywhere. So, yeah, everybody is. And we talked to all these other owners and stuff. We're like, do you have this? We're trying to trade back and forth. I need this to get here. Yeah, I'll give you that. And we're all stuck in it together.
0: Yeah, man. And it's all ugly, dude. It fell out a 100-foot ugly tree and hit every branch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I thought, you know, maybe six months ago, just looking ahead at SEMA, we missed last year. Uh, it's gonna be like, wow, all these, you know, 2020 cars are gonna be there. We got so much free time. There's gonna be so many guys just spending hours and hours, you know, in their shop and their garages, you know, building all this stuff. We've got all the time in the world. 2021 is gonna be a complete blowout. Everybody's gonna be twiddling their thumbs because it was such a cakewalk. And here we are, panicking, sweating bullets, freaking out, calling everyone and their mother around the world, trying to get these 100%. rare little simple doodads parts, hoods, fenders, you know, brackets, you name it. Like it's it's gonna be interesting to see all these like half built cars.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, there's toners and stuff for paint that are on back order. There's just stuff you would never think like there's different levels of you know, mud in the body shop. You gotta switch different companies. There's yeah. so much stuff.
0: It is. It's a every, and you know, Bertie, you built a SEMA car before. Everywhere you turn, where you're in need of something that's not in-house. Uh, and he's got a massive in-house program. You know, guys like you, Bird, and me, uh, much smaller, uh, even if with our network. Man, is it difficult to find anything. So anybody building the SEMA car, I feel you. It is is—it is brutal to see what it's taking to get the job done, uh, especially here in the last five, six months, uh, and moving closer, you know, the next three, four, five months moving into SEMA. Yeah. It
2: sucks. Yeah, I mean, all the manufacturing stuff was. Mostly shut down last year as manufacturing. Like I felt like for a while, there was enough inventory that was built before this happened. We're like, oh, this isn't so bad. We're actually getting through this. And then for us, which in hindsight we probably shouldn't have done, we kind of when CMOS canceled, we kind of dropped tools cost some customer projects anyway we had going we probably should stay on the Broncos sooner and now we're trying to make it back up but i thought as stuff picked back up it would be easier to get whatever and now it's just like you literally it's a joke like you'll call people like yeah i know the answer but do you have any late time and they're like no <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, oh man just raw uh, materials let alone finished product
0: man it's insane Absolutely. Uh, hey, how do people follow you on social media? Uh, give us the handles. Your Instagram, which is a great resource, on Facebook. He's fantastic there too. And where to find you uh, just online?
2: Yeah, of course. Um, so Instagram's just Power and Performance, all spelled out. Uh, Facebook, just the name of our company, Cleveland Power and Performance. Our website is Cleveland, as in P A P. So clevelandpap.com. dot com. And uh, most of the Instagram messages when you message into me are getting me on the end of it. So. You'll see those random 2 a.m. messages coming back and bounce between throwing the kids in bed and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So that's me. So if you ever need something, hit me up. We do a ton of stuff, too. We help people out. They might need some all-data schematics or stuff they don't have. I understand it's super expensive. And for one-time shops or one-time guys building their garage, you're not going to go open up some of these subscriptions, some of these programming stuff. Hit me up. We'll totally help you out. We do it for people all the time. Like Literally, I try to be one of the most helpful shops I can because I remember – Years and years ago when we were growing, and we're still always growing, it's it's nice to have someone to help. So I'm always there to help with whatever we can for your
1: build. Yeah, I can't say enough about that, man. That That's just so huge what you guys give back to all of us out there uh, in the Hot Rod world. And I tell you, man, you guys go check out their website. Go check out the 79 Bronco, man. Nika, they got like hundreds of build photos, and it's going to blow your brain. You're going to look through like all the stuff that they're doing and it's such a great blend of, of like, uh, how the OE does it and how a craftsman does it all, just properly blended together. You know, it's it's super cool. So really, bitch and build, man. I can't see it. I can't wait to see it come all the way to the end. And uh, man, I hope you pull off every bit of it, hundred percent for SEMA. And if you're missing a few things, I'm gonna overlook it. You know, that's the kind of guy I am. I got respect for you guys. It is bad enough as it is in raw form, man. So congrats (laughs) on this thing ahead of time.
2: I appreciate it. We're looking forward to being out there. It's just going to be good to see everyone again. And for the most part, most shows haven't really happened. Even the shows that have have happened haven't had a lot of cars. So it's just going to be really good just to get out and just catch up with
0: everyone again. Yeah, man. man. For sure. I got the first round. You get the last. (laughs) All right. I got a couple in the middle. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) <laughs> Works for me. Uh, All right, you guys. That is Rick from Cleveland Power and Performance. Hey, don't forget about show air weekends on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Also streaming on Motor Trend On Demand, which is a great place to find us. Thanks to our guest, Rick, Cleveland Power and Performance. He is Kevin Byrne. I am Willie B, our producer Scoop, and executive producer, Bob Ecker.
1: And don't forget to check out our website, twoguysgarage.com, and share your thoughts with us. We're on social everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. And the Two Guys Garage podcast, it's a copyright 2021 Britain Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved.
0: Right on, man. Dude, I'll, I'll be hitting you up about two o'clock this morning, bro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Perfect. You got it. I'm looking forward, dude.
1: Yeah, I got a long list of parts, man. I'm going to be calling them up, too. So very, very cool. But uh, what an amazing resource and an awesome guy. So.
0: Yeah, man. Great stuff. We'll catch you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast, you all. Take care.